Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Inside Texas uh, recruiting analyst and reporter, as well as national reporter and analyst for On3 uh, Sports, Jerry Hamilton. Uh, Jerry, we usually start the recruiting breakdown with football recruiting news. And believe me, with Alabama coming up, there's a lot of news breaking that you're going to want to hear. But I want to start actually with basketball uh, because the basketball team uh, just got some, you know, they've got two five stars on campus, uh, a, a legendary son of a legendary NBA player headed. Uh, give us a quick rundown of what's happening in basketball. 30, 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, uh, on three consensus, five-star forward Ronald Holland made his official visit to Texas last weekend. Texas hit numerous home runs, if not a grand slam on that visit. Uh, time spent with Chris Beard, Dylan Mitchell, the Moody Center. Uh, the uh, game atmosphere, football game atmosphere, blew him away because they had, as Tommy Yarsh posted on Twitter, they had big photos of Ron Holland's head in the student section. So Texas did very well. Um, if this one, if this recruitment closes out in the next couple of weeks, I think it ends up pretty well for Texas right now. I think they have some momentum. This weekend is another huge weekend. Andre Stoyakovich, son of Paige Stoyakovich, will be on campus. He's out of Carmichael, California, Jesuit High School, 6'6", guard forward, the top 25 kid in the country. UCLA and Texas are the top two headed into this weekend. He's never been on campus at Texas. Texas has a chance to blow him away. Um, obviously, Paige has been in Austin many times before. Uh, but it, it's a huge visit weekend. Texas truly covets Stoyakovich. Then A.J. Johnson, five-star point guard out of uh, Woodland Hills, California. He'll be in town. His big brother, as he calls him, Jalen Green, Houston Rockets stud rookie guard. He'll be on the visit with them. number of uh, the circle will be there. Uh, so, look, three essentially three five-star pros, basketball prospects in two weekends for the Texas Longhorns. It doesn't get any bigger and better than that for Chris Beard and staff as they try to put together back-to-back -to -back top three classes. I, I just got to ask if Stoyakovich shoots anything like his dad, because if he does – He'd be welcome on any basketball team. <laughs> well, he's welcome anywhere. It's 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 UCLA, Texas, Stanford, uh, Virginia. Outside chance Duke comes in, but uh, yeah, he's he's a tremendous all around player. He's just six six. He's not six ten. Uh, I got you. All right, let's get to football uh, yeah. here. I got a number of things we want to talk about today. Texas uh, put out an offer yesterday uh, to a young man out of Red Oak. Texas picked up a commitment on Friday for the twenty twenty four class. Uh, there are. I, We've tried to count them up, and the, the reality of it is is that the, the yeses are still coming in oh, about yeah. who all is visiting uh, the Longhorns this weekend uh, for the Alabama game. Uh, so we've got a lot of stuff to go down. I, I want to start with Warren Roberson, but before I do that, I also want to thank our sponsor. Uh, the Recruiting Breakdown uh, is brought to you by a great Longhorn mortgage professional, Gabe Winslow. Gabe is a diehard Texas ex with over 20 years in the industry uh, doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. Gabe, KMG at gmail.com. Hey, Jerry, uh, talk to me a little bit about the offer Texas put out yesterday to Red Oak, uh, Red Oak athlete, wide receiver, and DB, uh, Warren Roberson. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this offer, first of all. Um, you know, Charles Power, myself, the ranking Steven on three, we've had him top 200 in the country for a long time now. Uh, we think he's a tremendous safety prospect. He's just a playmaker, right? And I think he has the speed and playmaking to play on the back end at safety. And I think Texas needs guys like that. I really like the offer. I think they need playmakers with size at safety position. And he's a kid who's 5'11 and a half, 185, 190. And that, that playmaking shows up as a receiver. He caught 41 passes for 688 yards as a junior. 
He already has seven catches for about 180 and three touchdowns as a senior. He had four interceptions as a junior, already has an interception this year as a senior. There you see the uh, the uh, on three recruiting compar industry comparison rankings, and we're very much higher on him than everybody else, and, and I think we're right on it. Uh, I really do. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, look, his recruitment, USC, Florida, Oklahoma State, TCU, SMU was his top five. It's been a SMU, I mean, it's been a SMU. Been a USC lean for quite a while, um, but he is not committed yet. Florida maybe is filled up a little bit at that position on some other kids in state and in the southeast region, so they may be falling off a little bit with Warren. Um, so it's a good opportunity for Texas to come in and get in on this recruitment because at the end of the day, USC, maybe Oklahoma State, maybe TCU, but it looked like it was headed to USC. But he told me last night, I got him on the phone about five minutes after, ten minutes after the offer went out, is that you know he's been started reassessing his recruit recruitment, and I think more schools like Texas, other people are showing interest, and I think that's going to make him take a step back and make sure he picks the right place for him. I think the big news, there's two pieces of this this offer that were very interesting to me. The first piece is he says he's coming to Texas Saturday for the game against Bama, so Texas wasted no time in saying we want to get you on campus. Here's the interesting thing about it, though, he has a chip on his shoulder. He, he, he had been to Texas twice before, and they hadn't offered. Then he had been – Texas had come by in the spring, and they didn't offer. So he had not had much, if any, communication with the Texas staff. Then they reach out after going to watch him play Friday. Sark FaceTimes him and offers him. So Texas has a little bit of a hurdle to get over on this one. It, it, you know, look, at, but at the same time, Bobby, aren't those the kids you want in a way? You don't want the kid to say, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, no big deal. You didn't offer me for six, eight months, a year. But now you finally did. You want that kid to be competitive. You want Texas to have to earn that recruitment. Those are the type of kids you want. And so, you know, so while his comments may not be taken great by Texas fans, I actually think it's the type of personality and competitor that Texas needs in the program. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, I've got no problem, you know, Look, uh, these guys have feelings, you know, yes. and emotions. More power to them. You, you know, repressing them doesn't necessarily help you out uh, long term. At the same time, I'm more intrigued by the fact that they were able to get him on campus so quickly, right. uh, and that they they appear to be making him a, a priority, as big a priority as anybody else. Uh, and more importantly to me, this is the first senior evaluation yeah. yes. scholarship offer for Texas. Obviously, the senior years just started uh, in the state of Texas for uh, football. They've seen enough, I think, in two games, right, yeah. uh, to say, Warren Roberson, we want we want you. Um, Jerry. And Bobby, and Bobby, I think that's a great point because we're going to see more of this. Look, we, we've been talking about this. We've been preparing the Texas fan base for this. We've mentioned Ethan Burke, Savion Red. They were late senior year evaluations. But the evaluation of Ethan Burke began before that. Let's be real. I mean, so – you're going to see a lot of this. I mean, look, the edge position, defensive back, wide receiver. I mean, those are positions that Texas is going to be strongly evaluating and, and possibly defensive line here uh, in the 23 class now that the season's underway.
Um, going forward to a guy that committed on Friday of last week. I'm not sure. I want to say this. I'm not sure I pronounced his name correctly in the video. Hunter Modden, I think yeah. is how you say it. Uh, but you're going by the high school. You're going by Clear Lake, a young man, a safety wide receiver. I think he's recruited as a wide receiver uh, or cornerback. Excuse me. He's recruited as a wide receiver, also plays cornerback. You're going by Clear Lake High School today. You're going to ask us to make sure he tells us exactly how to say his name so yeah. we say it appropriately going forward. But he he became commitment number three in the class of 2024. Um, you, we'll come back uh, this evening, Jerry, you and I, and have a live recruiting chat at 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, we're going to take questions, talk at length about all the guys that are coming in this weekend. Uh, but you're going by there. What do you hope to learn about Hunter uh, on your trip to Clear Lake today? Yeah, first thing is – I. From an evaluation standpoint, there you see we have him ranked 103rd in the class right now. Um, from an evaluation standpoint, I, I just want to see the movement skills because he's a bigger, stronger kid now. Um, do the movement skills match up with the tape his sophomore year and then what we're seeing early junior year? Um, so that's number one. Number two, I really want to dig in with the Clear Lake staff. Larry McRae, the head coach, was offensive lineman at Baylor. He was on the Angleton staff as assistant for years. I've known him a long time. want to dig in there really on what they're seeing with his progress, his progression as a player, um, you know, because that's a school that Brennan Marion recruits. That's his area for Texas. That's a that's a guy Brennan Marion's obviously targeted at wide receiver, probably liked him more than we gave him credit for. Um, he'd been on campus. One of the interesting things that Hunter told me was he thinks the reason that Texas offered him was he worked out at camp and he worked out at wide receiver, and he also worked out a little bit at defensive back. And, and he matched up um, with uh, uh, Jaden Greathouse and fared well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So I, I think that's interesting, uh, an interesting point there to be made with that. Um, so, But he's being recruited as a wide receiver. I think they saw the movement skills in the, in the, in, in the athleticism he has. Then I just want to talk to the kid. I, you know, I just want to get a real feel for you know, when his thinking really started turning towards I'm going to commit to Texas, because I can tell you this, the Clear Lake staff didn't know until the morning of or the night before that that's what he was going to do. So it's not like he'd been sitting on it and telling people for a long time. Um, so with that, with the committing, what, two days a day after the first contact period for the class of 2024 uh, is probably meaningful. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a great point, um, uh, Jerry. I, I, I talk about this, and we we have, you know we've been talking about this game coming up this weekend for almost I mean, geez, six to nine months. Uh, it's been the talk of the off season. I mean, the two questions were, or the two thoughts were, who's going to be the quarterback in the off season, and whoa, what about this Alabama game coming to town? Uh, well, recruits are the same way. Um, people, uh, fans, the recruits are fans too, not necessarily of, of a particular team at a time, but they want to see good football. That's, this is their, they hope this is their future livelihood. 
So they're they're looking at the schedule and say, hey, I want to try to make that game too. Uh, Texas has at least three official visitors coming in, all of them blue blue chip prospects. Jalen Hale, the wide receiver from Longview, Cecilia Kana, uh, edge prospect out of uh, Utah, uh, and then Deuce Robinson, the nation's top tight end out of uh, uh, Phoenix Pinnacle uh, there in uh, Arizona. Uh, boy, I wish uh, he would have seen Jatavian Sanders on last week because I, I think that would have caught his eye of, of uh, Sark's use of the tight end. Uh, but let's start with Jalen Hale uh, yep. because this is a guy that visited Alabama last weekend. Justin Wells talked to him post-visit. He thinks Alabama is absolutely involved. Furthermore, Jalen also just set up an official visit for the following weekend to Texas A&M. Uh, so the Aggies are officially involved. And this is all in front of a expected commitment in, I think, September 20th or 21st. 21st, yeah. 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 And so what, what it were, and Jalen is also playing really good ball right now, started off the season really strong. So what are your thoughts on Jalen Hale and, and where Texas sits at the, as this commitment gets going? First off, I have to make a correction. Hunter Modden only worked out at wide receiver. I had a brain freeze. I have interviewed so many 2024 kids. I got him crossed up with David Cabongo. Modden only worked out at receiver. David Cabongo, I'll have the story later. He worked out at corner, even though he's a safety and covered Jaden Greyhouse. So sorry for the brain freeze without the uh, frozen Dr. Pepper. Um, Jalen Hale is, uh, I think it's a very fascinating recruitment because, you know, when he took that late July one-day visit to Texas A&M. They weren't in his top three, right? It was Texas, Alabama, Georgia. And everything we're hearing is positive Texas, positive Texas. Well, then he goes to A&M, comes back. Then he goes to Alabama. So, look, he left Longview, went to College Station. Then he went to Tuscaloosa, okay? So A&M was getting themselves in position to get a visit at that point in time. Um, so that added the third team. Georgia's not involved in this. It's Texas, Alabama, Georgia. So now he's at Alabama last weekend for an official visit. All, all reports, Justin Wells, myself, whoever, the intel we've received, that it, it went very well, as expected. It's a visit to Alabama, first game of the year. Nick Saban's the head coach, 55 nothing. Utah State can't get a first down in the first half. I mean, it's, it's very impressive, right? Bryce Young did his thing, the Heisman Trophy winner. So very impressive. Now he comes to Texas this weekend uh, for an official visit. But then th this is where the recruitment changed for me. Up until he announced last Friday, and Justin Wells broke that news, but he was at the Longview game, that Hale had scheduled an official visit to Texas A&M. For weeks it had been – the thinking was Texas gets the last visit. Well, that's not the case now. So the recruitment's definitely changing and shifting. Um, I had put in an RPM at probably 70% for Texas. I, I wouldn't do that right now if I had to do over again. I think it's very much in the balance. Um, that's why these things change, and that's what recruiting is. Uh, Texas is going to have to knock it out of the park this weekend. Um, really with the father, I think, is impactful in the recruitment. Um, and then, you know, he goes to A&M the following weekend. And the, the question is, the, the, the interesting twists and turns in recruiting are, who does A&M try to knock out? Who do they think their competition is that next weekend? Because, look, you're not negative recruiting, but you are recruiting, right? And so you probably aren't going to try to knock out both of them. You're going to try to knock out one. And the question is, who does – a Texas A&M who's a late comer to the top three feel like is the their competition that they have to beat. Is it Alabama or Texas? That'll be interesting intel to find out in a couple of weekends. Uh, what about Deuce Robinson, the the big tight end out of uh, Phoenix? Yeah, Deuce, he, he'll visit Texas this week, and he's got Georgia September 24th. Then he's got Alabama, I think, October 8th when A&M goes to play at Alabama, and that atmosphere will be off the charts after last year's game. 
Uh, USC is the favorite. They've been considered the favorite for a while. I don't think anything's changed there. But look, the visits are just starting. Um, Jeff Banks has a history of recruiting success in Arizona, as does Texas. You know, give Herman and uh, Brian Carrington and those guys that former staff credit. They did they did a lot of work in in Arizona. I mean, and that includes Bijan Robinson, right? I mean, so they had success. Kids in the Phoenix area like Austin. It's kind of a home type of feel for them when they come to Austin. They come to the University of Texas. Every Texas kid, every Arizona kid that's visited Texas says the same thing. Um, so that Texas has that going for them. Look, like you said, they even even if Deuce Robinson didn't see the game last weekend, he for sure on this official visit is going to see the tape from game one and how they've used Sanders. Practice tape, game tape now. It's one thing to say this is what we're going to do, and here's our spring footage of this. It's another thing to now have six for 85 uh, for Jatavion Sanders in his first real action as a Longhorn in-game. And then, look, Gunnar Helm catches a pass. The tight ends are very involved, and they're involved in Julio Billings. He has out half the season, right? So, And Juan Davis will get more involved. So the, the tight ends are going to be a crucial Critical part of the offense under Sark, as they always have been, especially with a young quarterback. It's a great time to showcase that for Deuce Robinson. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They even used Andre Karich as a blocking tight end on, on uh, Saturday night. Hey, yep. Gary, I'm looking at this Deuce Robinson uh, thing, and I want you to explain something to people. Uh, both on three and 24-7 sports have uh, okay. Robinson as a four-star, even though he's ranked number 24 and 29 overall in the country. Typically, those numbers, those guys are five stars at that level. Yeah. What is the reasoning behind them only being a four star at this point in time? Well, the interesting thing for Texas fans that aren't that haven't been on three, um, and you should go to on three, by the way, is he's an on three consensus five star, and that's where his grade comes out in the, within the class, and that's a that's a average ranking of everybody in the whole class. So when you see he's a consensus five star, well, that that makes sense. He's a four star everywhere else. Well, that's you know, he's one of the highest ranked guys in the country by everybody, right? And so that that algorithm makes him a five-star. Um, look, for on three, speaking for us, we have 32 five-stars at the end of a class. That's the way we, we, we uh, do the recruiting rankings. So right now he's within that 32. What what Charles Power, myself, we've all discussed, um, is which is big in rankings, is, is, is the senior evaluations and the junior evaluations for the 24 class. I mean, we want this evaluation process to go into and through senior years. That's on field uh, as seniors for their high school. That's the all-star game settings, wherever else we see those guys as seniors. But it's important to us that this is a senior year evaluation process. Do we believe Deuce Robinson is likely a five-star prospect? Yes, we have him ranked 24. But he's one of those guys we want to see more of as a senior uh, the last thing we want to do is hand out 15 five-stars and then make 15 five-star changes as a senior. That's just not what we want to do. We want to have more of a complete evaluation process that carries into and through senior seasons. So basically, even though he's ranked 24, on three doesn't give out uh, a, a certain – only gives out a certain number of five-stars until the end of the year. That's correct. And that and that's when it, it can uh, – uh, 
roll over. All right. Hey, uh, one other guy coming in on an official visit, Tassili Akana, uh, edge prospect out of Utah. Uh, his sister is a, on the volleyball team at Texas, uh, just transferred in from Nebraska. Um, you know, Jerry, I'm, I'm looking at it and, and got to ask you, is this one of those guys that Texas needs to get? Because, I mean, Texas needs more pass rush, even though they showed signs of life in the pass rush this past weekend, you can never not have enough. And I think they'll see that this weekend when Alabama comes to town. I think Akon is an interesting prospect, Bobby, because frame-wise, I don't think he's ideally what they want to recruit, but he's a really good football player. And that's kind of where recruiting gets interesting, right? I mean, you're talking about a kid who's closer to 6'3", 210, 215 right now, and there you see 6'3", 210. Um, but he's a kid who turns 19 in December. So he's a little bit older for his class. So physically, he may not have – and I think he's got 79 wingspan. So he's a little – may not have the length in that ideal frame that Texas covets versus a Braylon Shelby who's going to be 6'5", 270, right? But he's a really good football player. And, and anybody that questions how good a football player is, his official visits are Texas, LSU, Oklahoma, and A&M. Okay, I mean, that's, you know, LSU, Oklahoma, Venables, A&M, those, if, if, if that's, those all SEC programs, we'll call them, are willing to bring him in on official visits and they like what they see. He doesn't maybe fit that physical profile, but he fits the player profile. So that makes it interesting. His recruitment's a wild card to me. I mean, there was some chatter early in the summer that Oklahoma was the favorite. Then there was LSU. It's kind of been all over the place. I don't think the sister being at Texas is some deciding factor uh, in this recruitment because she was at Nebraska and she transferred to Texas. Hey, she might get a national title ring, by the way. But um, but she transferred to Texas. So it, it's not like the family has a history with Texas here. Um, but Jeff Choate's been out there to see him. Texas has been recruiting him a long time. Big official visit this weekend to kind of see, you know, how that fit would be for him. Um, but again, he doesn't fit the physical profile, but he fits the player profile. And that's where recruiting gets interesting and fun for me is LSU, Oklahoma, A&M, and Texas all think this kid is good enough to play for them, even though he doesn't fit that fit the physical size they ideally look for. Gotcha. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, real quick, Jerry and I will uh, have a chat tonight at seven uh, here on on Texas football uh, as part of the Inside Texas gang. Uh, we'll be talking more deeply about recruiting. But before we uh, get up, get going here, I want to ask you about the number of unofficial visits uh, to Texas this weekend. Um, I'll, I'll try to put it as politely as I can. It's going to be a number of players coming in. Uh, Probably mostly 2024s, but there's going to be 2023s. We already mentioned Warren Roberson, Mikel Harrison Pilot is coming in, a young man from Temple that most Texas fans thought was just headed elsewhere, most likely. Um, but there's also a number of other guys coming in, and there's a little bit of intrigue here. I mean, Jerry and I talked about this. We we know of at least one person that we think is coming in that's committed elsewhere, uh, waiting to kind of confirm that, but also – uh, waiting to see, you know, exactly what what needs to be said there. But uh, there's gonna there's gonna be some guys in the stands that people don't know about yet. Uh, I'll just put it that way. But Jerry, uh, overall, what are you expecting from a visitor list thus, uh, for the Alabama game uh, on the unofficial uh, realm? Yeah, I thought I think Mikel Harrison Pilot announcing this morning he's coming back for an unofficial visit is interesting to me. Um, we know Texas has been reaching out to Kyle Parker a lot. Um, the uh, wide receiver commitment for LSU out of Lovejoy that Brennan Marion's been a big fan of for a while, offered him at Pitt and then offered him at Texas. 
So we are talking about Jalen Hale earlier. So I really think we're looking at three guys for one spot right now. Uh, Jalen Hale's recruitment's in the balance more than it looked like it was Texas a month ago. And I think we're just going to be honest and genuine and real about this stuff for the Texas fans. And you've seen the increased communication with uh, Kyle Parker. And now you're seeing Mikel Harrison Pilot, who Texas remained in communication with, coming in for an unofficial visit. So I think that tells you, guys that followed recruiting a long time, no, Jalen Hill's not a lot for Texas. Texas is has three really good players, probably for one spot, um, and, and they're going to let this thing play out. What's interesting is Kyle Parker is a different receiver than Harrison Pilot or Jalen Hale is. And I think that's what's interesting. Kyle Parker's more of the slot guy, playmaker. So could that be foreshadowing somebody in the program that might not be there next year? Maybe they take two guys. We'll see. That's where recruiting gets interesting. Uh, but I think one of the one of the 24s that's going to be in the stands that's interesting to me, Bobby, is Trey Owens, the quarterback out of Cy Fair. Because we've talked about this, What's Texas going to do at quarterback in 24? They've offered no in-state quarterbacks. He's the only one to our knowledge that's coming into the game this weekend. So I think for the Texas fans out there wondering, where's 2024 quarterback recruiting headed? I think you know the guy Texas likes in-state. We've been doing this long enough to know that unless a couple more in-state quarterbacks pop up and are there Saturday, Trey Owens is the leader in the clubhouse for A.J. Milwee and Sark in 2024 in-state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I think that it's going to be interesting, uh, Jerry, what exactly uh, they do at quarterback, but also how they handle all of these official visitors and unofficial visitors together. Um, you know, a you know, as a Texas fan, take people through the thought process. One last piece here. Um, I, I do want to thank our sponsor, uh, Gabe Winslow. Uh, Gabe is uh, the recruiting broad breakdown is brought to you by uh, Gabe Winslow, a Longhorn Mortgage Professor professional. Gabe is a diehard Texas ex with over 20 years in the industry doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Uh, contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. Hey, Jerry, I want to ask this. Uh, Texas fans that are concerned, what a whitewash to the woodshed uh, Alabama performance might mean to Texas's hopes in recruiting with some of these guys. Your take on that? Um, I go back to the Kansas game last year. I, I, I thought after that game, I was like, oh, I mean, I was like, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. That was so bad. And then Texas signed a top five class, right? Um, I, I think the product on the field, I, I think, look, if, 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 if Nick Saban grabs a couple of souls on his way out of Austin next weekend, okay, it hurts for a little while, but the season, how the season plays out is much more important than one game. Where one game can affect you is if one certain recruitment maybe where both schools are involved and now Alabama's got something else to sell, right? They've got a different something else they can say in that recruitment. But I think long-term, the season is going to be the big thing. Um, look, it's Quinn Ewer's second start. It's Kelvin Banks' second start. It's a young football team, and I'm not making excuses. It's a young football team. That's why they play the games. We'll see what happens. 
But the growth of these guys, the way they mature and play and look on the field, the way the offense looks on the field the rest of the year, look, look is the big thing. Is the defense improved? Is that going to show up over the course of the season? Can Texas get the eight regular season wins? That's always been my target number. It remains my target number, and that's from a recruiting perspective because if you improve three games from last season – I don't care what happens against Alabama. It's really hard for the people that are recruiting against you to say you're not headed in the right direction under Steve Sarkeesian. So a three-game improvement on the fields kind of – that's going to negate a lot of negative recruiting possibilities. But here's the thing. Exciting brand of football offensively. Um, and what you sell, what you're selling right now, win or lose this season, Kelvin Banks came to Texas. He's starting as a true freshman. Jatavion Sanders is a five-star prospect as an athlete. We're developing him as a tight end. He, he's going to have a big season at Texas. Quinn Ewers went to Ohio State. He transferred back home. Five-star prospect. He's starting at Texas in his first year. Uh, Cole Hudson, a freshman starter at Texas. You're seeing Ethan Burke, Jamon Tapp, Justice Finkley. They're all playing. 25, what, 23 or 4, 24 members of the 28 that signed played Saturday night. They're playing. Four backup true freshmen on the offensive line. Connor Robertson's playing at center. Cam Williams, Malik Ogbo out of Washington's play. He got in the game. Savion Red, Brennan Thompson, all these guys are playing. And so that is, to me, is very important in recruiting because, one, you can say, we told these guys they were going to have an opportunity to come in and compete and start and play, and they are. And then you know what? When Kelvin Banks hosts a player, he's going to say everything they told me was true. And that is so important in recruiting that the players do recruit players to a certain extent. And those players that are happy and say, I made a good decision coming here. We're going to get this. We're going to win here, but we're going to be a part of winning here. And everything they told me is true. I was going to have a chance to come in and compete right away and start if I was good enough. And I'm starting. I was going to have a chance to play right away and I'm playing. So I think that's very important is the players recruit players and all the young kids are on the field, and that's a really positive thing in recruiting if Saturday doesn't go well. I, I always go back to this. Uh, Ahmad Brooks played at Texas, played in the NFL for a little bit. Uh, Ahmad told me one time uh, during his uh, recruitment, he he was at the Texas Route 66 game. Uh, UCLA beat Texas 66-3 to in Austin. Ahmad was in the stands as a recruit. And I was like, how did you end up at Texas if you saw that game? He goes, I knew I could play there. <laughs> yeah, there's that. So, so keep that in mind, too. You guys are evaluating, right? Here, here's another piece to it that's new that we probably don't mention because we've been doing this so long and we're not. it's not really dialed in for us yet. Kids see Bijan Robinson having a mustard line. They see Quinn Ewers. Hey, his car got towed, but that's a pretty nice car, okay? I mean, guys are having success in name, image, and likeness at Texas. And we probably don't talk about that enough because we're so old-school recruiting, right? But recruiting's changed, and that's part of the things we have to talk about now is kids and parents are going to see kids that the NIL is actually happening for them at Texas, and that probably impacts more than a 30-point loss would Saturday in a lot of ways. Yep. All right. Uh, Jerry Hamilton on three inside Texas. Special thanks again to Gabe Winslow, uh, the mortgage broker. Uh, Gabe is a diehard Texas X with 20 years in the industry doing mortgages uh, throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe at GabeKMG at gmail.com for your mortgage needs. 
Jerry, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, look forward to the chat tonight. We're going to post a message on the Inside Texas message board, as well as uh, get a, a, a preview up going here on YouTube as well, so people can leave their questions. Uh, but until later, uh, Jerry Hamilton. And for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.